This is it, episode 536. No Laugh Track podcast here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. My name is Justin Severson, gets to host this each and every week. I I look forward to this every week, whether it's someone that's been on 11, 12 times, 13 times like some of the people, or first timers <laughs> like it is this week. Uh, before I say who it is for the people who aren't watching on YouTube, I'm going to say that this person, uh, some say LeBron James put Akron, <laughs> Ohio on the map. <laughs> Others say it's River Butcher. Yeah, oh, the best intro I've ever gotten. Thank you so much, Justin. It's good to be here. It's great to meet you. Yeah, it's great to meet you, too. I'm so happy to be on the podcast and be in Minneapolis, too. I forgot how great it is here. It's like I didn't forget, but I forgot. You know, like you guys reminded me as soon as I got here how wonderful it is. Yeah, well, you're leading right into my first question to okay, you, perfect. and that is, what is your history here? Uh, my history... In, in Minnesota in general. In Minnesota, I mean, I did, I opened for uh, someone in 2015. I know you guys have a, a a board that everybody signs back there, so I was like, oh, wait, when was that? Uh, so that was early in did 2015. You, you looked for it in there? I did, yes, and I found it. So it was early 2015, I opened here. Yeah. And then um, I did a festival... Somewhere in between then and obvi- and twenty twenty, you know, like so somewhere I did a festival uh, and had a great time. Oh, okay, um, and it, I forget which festival it was. I don't know. <laughs> I've done a lot of comedy. I forget the things, but uh, yeah, no, I love it here. It's great. The important part was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And this comedy club is like one of the best comedy clubs in the country for sure. Like hands down, definitely uh- top five. Uh, as someone who hosts this podcast, I you know th- that's my, my affiliation just hosting the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. I never get sick of hearing that uh, <laughs> that the comedians yeah. love it here. So I'm sure they don't get sick of it either. But no, yeah, it's true. Ab- absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned. Uh, I, I do have to know. I mentioned LeBron James jokingly yes, of course. at yeah, the beginning yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, you're a few years older, right? Was I there am. Any, yeah. There any crossover there in teenage years? No. Well, I mean, we didn't. We went to opposing rival high schools. Okay. So we didn't, but our schools played each other, and I think I'm two years older than him. I think I looked that up, and that's right. I think it's about that. And, okay. Uh, but I do. We we actually grew up in the same neighborhood, um, but like my my neighborhood, like many neighborhoods across America, was like racially segregated through like redlining. You know, like. Uh, different from the South where it was like very obvious in the North. It's like mm, very quietly, but very clearly segregated. So he was on the one side and I was on the other side. Um, and, but we would both, our high schools were in the same direction on the freeway. And I remember in the morning getting on the freeway, there was this on-ramp. And I just remember, I, it's like, I can see it like it was yesterday right there. His uh, mom driving this gold Hummer that she got, that was like this whole controversy very racist controversy around town. Like everybody was really putting her through the ringer for getting this gift from the school that he ended up going to. And it's like, yeah, who cares? Like they literally were homeless for an entire year when he was in fourth grade. Like give her the ca- car. Like who cares? You know. But I just remember very. It's a very. You know, at that time, this was probably t- uh, like 1999 or 2000. A gold yeah. Hummer was not a thing you saw. Like you knew who it was <laughs> driving it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Um, so, like that—that that is the only time I really remember actually crossing paths with with him. Because okay. th- by then he was—I'm sure there were times that I crossed paths with him 
before he was who he was, like a known entity, and he wasn't really until he was in high school. Sure, sure. So. And, uh, that, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I found out as a you know sports fan of LeBron James when he was in high school. I'm not sure what age though. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting uh, that you describe the redlining. <laughs> yep. uh, I'm because uh, if you if you're interested in learning about when that ha- and how that happened here, um, always Rondo. Go and Google that later on. Okay. Rondo neighborhood. Uh-huh. And as you're describing that, I'm like I'm picturing yeah. the it's... 94 that I take from my home to come here uh-huh. and hack me. And there's big. They're trying to. That's a big story in the last year. They're I thinking bet. about building, uh, rebuilding the land over the highway oh, to give uh-huh. people their community the, back, yeah, basically. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, the freeway that I'm talking about essentially bisected the white neighborhood yes. from the black neighborhood and just like cut each other like cut each other from each other yeah. you know Same. it's like and yeah it's all you know all that's basically what this country does in, you know in, insane. is it like people actually do live in community with each other and then these systemic you know that that's the thing is like it the systemic issue is the thing we have to tear down and we get very caught up in the sort of I- individual interpersonal uh you know racism and sexism and all these things and like while that's important to do your own, you know, internal work and daily work around that. Like we can do all of that work and if we don't do anything about the systemic changes, you know, or uh, what needs to be changed systemically, like it won't it, it will never change, yeah. you know. So, so like th- those are the things and you know, we're just getting into light conversation <laughs> on this stand up comedy. Make a podcast. joke about it. But, Come but on. But it's but it's tr- but it's like it's true, you know, like if I, you know, so it's it's what's going on like in the world and like we can't I don't know. I want to have fun with people, and if we don't, if if we keep literally being bisected from each other, we can't have fun with each other. Completely agree. So like that's that's what's that's the thing for me. Completely agree. Completely agree. So I t- I mentioned to you before uh, we started recording that I was at the show last night. Had you an were, awesome thank time. Thank you for coming. Brought uh, brought my show. wife with me. We had some really great seats. Great over seats there. over there. It's a lot Love of it. fun. Uh, <laughs> so. I, uh, I'm the, you probably didn't notice, but I'm the one who has a little piece of paper and pen throughout the show. And I'm oh, like yeah, no, I didn't notice. Little notes. Like, one time a comedian called me out and thought that I was like stealing their act. And I'm like, oh, I'm not yeah. a comedian. That, I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't tell jokes. That, that would be a really wild way to steal people's material. <laughs> Literally, right. It's it like, there's so many easier ways to do that. <laughs> I don't understand stealth. I just <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I dare you to stop me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna look over uh, my little notes here uh, from last night. Um, ranch cheese curds. I yeah. think that was a. I think that was real. I don't think that's part of the act that no, you mentioned. No, they're in last the fridge. Night. I had some today. They're in the fridge. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. People who know me know I'm a big ranch guy. Um, I love ranch. I'm. I'm was ashamed of it for a long time, but I'm not living in in that closet anymore. I love ranch. It's really good. It's really good, and I saw those cheese curds, and I was like, "Well, I have to try this because I do. I really love cheese curds. What a what a God given gift that cheese curds really are." So you live in Los Angeles? I do. Yes. How far do you have to travel to get cheese curds in Los Angeles? <laughs> I don't know. I I I honestly kind of forgot about them because like they're not around, you yeah. know. Um, and so it was like a nice a nice little. Uh, blessing to be reminded of cheese curds. I truly, I'm sure there's some place I could get them in Los Angeles. I have no idea where. I like, what, I think. I wonder what specialty answer, shop that would be. How far do I have to travel to get cheese curds to Minneapolis? <laughs> there you go. That's how far I have to travel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to be envious of me, but uh, I live next door to a business that, like, I could have a, I could have an urge to have some curds and have them in, in my there. hands within moments. Wow. 
I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have a lot going for me, but uh, well, you got those curds, man. I got a curd connection. You got a curd very, connect. Very close. <laughs> very very close. Um, let's see. Also, last night I learned that you have lived in LA since 2012. That's right. That's correct. Uh, you are like me, and you say pop instead of soda. I do. Which is well, not. Re- I mean, I want to. That's that's what my heart sings. Instinct says, but pop. I don't. I Instincts. say soda most of the time because I lived in Chicago and I also lived in Los Angeles, and it just really got beaten out of me. I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I uh, people really, they re- like they really don't. They're like it's soda, and then my fr- yeah, and then people are really. What the things we actually fight about, you know, are pretty silly and ridiculous, like ketchup on hot dogs. Well, do you guys put ketchup on hot dogs up here? I do not. You don't? No. Is it? It's like a rigid thing. It's very Chicagoy up here. Like you're 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 stupid if you do that. <laughs> that's like the thing. I, uh, as I'm, you could see with my hesitation, I'm sort of. I don't. Uh, I wouldn't call anyone stupid. Sure, because you seem like a kind person doing that. Um, do I put ketchup on my hot dogs? Not since not for thirty years, probably. Right. And you don't do it because you think it's stupid. Because <laughs> I think it doesn't taste good. It doesn't taste good. Yeah. Okay. Because do you let me? Well, let me ask you this: What is ketchup appropriate for in your lifetime? In your life? French fries. That's it. Uh, burgers, cheeseburger, hamburger. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it's yes. what? What? What is the gap between the hot dog tasting bad with a ketchup with ketchup and the burger tasting good with ketchup I, i'm not even sure i think maybe one time i put too much on and then oh. it was the ratio was wrong and so that kind too of much sweet not enough uh you know mustard flavor you have like ketchup ptsd, ketchup <laughs> there PTSD. You go. Yeah. yeah okay all right yes <laughs> <laughs> and as the uh and you <laughs> you said how much you love ranch i'm not big on ranch but mm. everyone else in my house is of course um because it's good so i'm that like Every time I go to the grocery store, I it's not we have the board where we write stuff on like uh-huh. what do we need to get that doesn't even to be written on there because right. it's just, just understood. Always get, yeah. always get someone you at the store. So is the love of ranch for salads or the love of ranches for mi- uh, myriad food items? Well, I have three daughters, and my youngest one is four and a half, and they have her dipping everything she eats in okay. ranch, that right. type of thing. I see. Yeah. So, so then, do you do you have a dip that you like, or do you have a? Uh, I'm curious your other salad dressing, like what you're into. Hmm. That's not ranch. Like, do you even have one, or are you just like, uh, my? Uh, you know what I really like is uh, I'm gonna go back to mustard, really spicy mustard with a pret- soft pretzel. Uh-huh. Yeah, huh? yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, like on a salad. Yeah, like that type of thing. I'm going vinaigrette. Oh, vinaigrette. Yeah, fancy. <laughs> I had French last night, and then I spilled it all over my jeans. <laughs> so I have French French dressing jeans. Do you mix that with ranch and call it French like my wife? I mean, I would love to do that. I love French. <laughs> it's pretty good. I personally love like a look. I'm very. I know that Ohio to you guys is a stretch for the Midwest, but we've always been okay. the Midwest to yep. me. So no, I'm not. No offense to anyone. Um, probably lots taken, but uh, I because I'm. I still am very Midwestern in my in my likes. I love like a creamy, bright orange French dressing. Like a big vat from like a buffet. I'm like, this is my shit. I, a buffet doesn't scare you? Well, now it does. Okay. But, you know, before, <laughs> I was like, sure, sneeze guard, who cares? But 
that's that's the ultimate flavor profile. You know, like the buffet is just a descriptor in terms of like what flavor I'm evoking. I have not been to a buffet style um, in four years. Okay. <laughs> I do remember. I think it was 2021. There's a Sizzler in Los Angeles. Oh my and god! They were like the the salad bar is back, and I was just like, we're all gonna die. <laughs> like what? The fact that we think we should be doing this again. Is ridiculous. You know? I, I, I well, so since we were talking about this, I have a job where they uh, give us, f- they leave some food up beforehand. That's in a set like a salad bar type uh-huh. thing. And you know, this is a place that you know during the pandemic we were getting you know, all these emails, and you know we had to make sure you know to get come back to work you had to be vaccinated, and mm-hmm. it was you know they were seemed to be very concerned oh, about yeah. everybody's health. And then, then now that we're back working and they have this trough of food, that's um, right. You go grab. Oh, I'd like some salad. Well, you have to grab the tongs. Of out course, yeah. of the the greens, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the last person just dropped, just dropped it back it in. right yeah. in no, I know. there. Like, are we? What are we doing here? Yeah, it's uh, here? it's pretty gnarly out there. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. All right, I want to talk more about last night because yes, it was so good. Yes, please. Um, let's see. I don't remember how it came up, but there was a. First of all, you talk. <laughs> I also had a pager once too. You talk about having oh, a yeah, pager on stage. I once had a pager. I remember in a, I was probably a teenager in a, in an, I had a job at a restaurant and one of the adults saw my pager and would not, was, was relentlessly like, teasing dealer. me. Yeah, yeah. Just like, you're, what are you doing? Like, yeah, what, yeah. Why do you have this? I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. I have a little chain for it and stuff. Yeah. I have a case. <laughs> like I need to, yeah. And then I have to go find a payphone to call my That's friends right. back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who don't page me anyway? <laughs> Nobody paged me. What are you, a doctor? Yeah, you know, like, I didn't. One? I don't think I. I got a single page on that thing. Not a single. I remember one. my mom was a nurse and she brought one home one time. I was like, oh look at you, look at yeah, us, yeah. we have this in common. Look now. at us, we're pagers. <laughs> we're pager bros. Um, so I don't remember how it came up, but you were talking. You started talking about this gentleman sitting here, yeah. in the quarter zip. That's right. <laughs> and I think you did, you described a quarter zip as the clothes of the oppressor. I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you used sorry, that? Sorry, I know Malcolm's wearing one, and also the club sells them too. But it was just like a. Uh, no, the club doesn't sell them. Those were uh, the, the club does not sell clothes for the record. Oh, they, okay. they only give those to uh, staff around New That's, Year's or whatever. Okay, just for the record. But it, um, well, <laughs> first of all, have you ever used that line before? No, no, it just came out of my mouth. I, well, I was in San Francisco last, as at the Punchline. And I was riffing on quarter zip pullovers there because a bunch of there was like a lot of like tech bros and like venture capital people, and and it was trying to find the I was like just saying how that that clothing item is so you know like it's like CEO gear or whatever, and so I hadn't said it like that before, but that's the first time I've said that quarter zip pullovers are the clothing of the, the oppressor. But it's it's kind of true. It's so funny. <laughs> and I own a, a few. I'm sure you do. And uh, I, this is going to sound like I'm making this up. I never am comfortable in them. And I think maybe that's why. I don't know. It's like not a shirt, and it's also not a sweatshirt. And it's like, I always want, like, a. I, I always think I want one of those things, and I don't, you know? Yeah. Especially the pullover. It's like I'm either wearing a sweatshirt or I'm not, you know? And it, it is very confused about what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, uh, one of the two I own, I bought sight unseen, or not, uh, like without trying it on. It was of an course, eBay yeah. purchase. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it had a logo I liked. And mm. then, in any ways, that. Gotta love a good logo. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, you should keep that, is what I'm saying. Okay, that, great. Uh, I'll keep it. <laughs> Close it stays the in the act. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you end up having to talk with that guy after the show? Yeah, like, yeah. He probably was had like, a really good sense of humor. Oh, about he that. was totally game about it. He's like, it's a Nike one. Like, he was just being very. Uh, cute about it. Like you guys really are nice up here. It's 
not uh, it's not a lie. You know? Yeah. Oh, the Minnesota Nice Roo reference. Yeah. Sure. It's, yeah. It's, it's not a, a like everybody was so kind after the show, and he was too. And it yeah, it was really great. That's awesome. He was he was totally game for it. Yeah. So uh, one of the big things you uh, you're uh, I was sitting there trying to guess who you were talking about, and you said there's someone very important I, <laughs> here I last night. And then I realized like. I didn't know if she wanted her spot blown up, and then I don't think she did, so I didn't say it. But it was uh, Lee yep. Finke, the uh, uh, in, she's in the state legislature, right? Uh, represents St. Paul, and I think it's uh, area sixty-six A. Yes. Yeah, first trans person elected to state legislature in Minnesota came to the show last night, which was really great. It was really wonderful to meet her. I've like followed her her career path, whatever you want to call it, for quite some time. It was super awesome to meet her. That's so cool. Yeah, it was great to be able to. We have that here. And yeah, live, like that's yeah. that's awesome. It was super super rad. That's yeah. awesome. We left and I was like, "Who do you think it was? <laughs> it was a politician. Who do uh-huh. you think it was? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know." And then I saw it on your social yeah. media later uh, yep. or this yeah. morning, I guess. But, yeah, uh, very cool. That is awesome. Do you have other people uh, coming out to the shows? You know that. Are- uh, I mean, I, 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 pre-pandemic, I would have. Uh, you know, like local politicians like that would often come. I'm trying. I can't. I quite literally. Th- Wait, was it here? What state was that? I can't remember now. So it doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> quite a few. I can't remember any names. Sure. Any names off the top of my head because it's been. It's just been a minute. But I'm. I'm always blessed by. I, I forget. I sometimes forget how lucky I am. Uh, to have people like Lee come to the show and then get to meet them. Um, and, 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 uh, you know, offer them like a night of like joy and silliness and stuff, especially given like everything that they go through, um, uh, to do that job. It's very difficult. So uh, it's, it's really like an honor. It's so cool. I, I really, I really just like to, to borrow a phrase from LeBron James. I really just am a kid from Akron and I, (laughs) sometimes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always grateful to be reminded like how lucky I am to get to do this. Like it's just re- it's really cool and and fun and sometimes it's really hard. And then these nights like last night and weekends like this weekend remind me like how fun it is and how lucky I am to get to do it. Oh, know? that's awesome! It's really cool. That's that that's awesome. So uh, last night during the show when you were mentioning there's someone very important here, uh-huh. that was uh-huh. right. Also in the time when you uh, announced to the crowd, in case anybody <laughs> didn't know, I'm a non-binary trans guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I also I say the non-binary trans guy part because it works for the joke. But um, like the non-binary part is interesting to me because it's taken on like almost its own life in the mainstream, which I think is really great because people have found their own understanding of what that is. And it's like kind of taken on its own life. And so I don't always really say that. And I really don't lean on it because I think sometimes people think then I'm not a guy, you know, <laughs> sometimes like that. they That it's like, oh, well. If you're non-binary, then, like, it's taken on its own thing. So I really, you know, like, I say that stuff on stage because it works in the jokes. And it's not that it's not true. Like, within me, I think, for me, like, being non-binary is, like, having a very expansive view of what gender can be. That's all that it is. Okay. Like, it's it's actually not anything specific. Because to say that being non-binary is a a specific, (laughs) you know, like, kind of almost limited thing is sort of negating non-binary sure you know but that's also if that's somebody's thing that's their thing i don't need to tell anybody else what to be but uh like i i just think sometimes people are like well then what are your pronouns and my pronouns are very simply just he him you know what i mean so anyway just taking this opportunity to jump into that a little bit no i'm I'm, um because it it's like you are 
I don't know. It's it's interesting to be 41 years old and like watch how uh like the queer experience has changed in just my short lifetime and like how interesting language is and like how it begins it begins in one context and then it goes out into like general population and it takes on its own life that's very sometimes far from what it, its original intention meant mm-hmm. and neither one is more correct than the other <laughs> you know no. it's like neither one is wrong nothing in between you know um but i just i guess i say that because it's like i ultimately am just a guy period and then those other things describe me more you sure. know <laughs> sure sure <laughs> Do you uh, is that always kind of in the same part of your act when you mention that to the crowd? Uh, no, I mean it moves around. It depends. Like sometimes I do it right up top because um, I'm just getting into the jokes, you know. I see. And I realize the reason that I'd say that is because I I opened for a friend of mine. His name's Mateo Lane. Oh yeah. A lot of people probably know who he is. Yeah. He's, He's done really well, and I'm really happy for him. Cause Never like, met him, but he's very funny. Oh, he's so funny. He's just effortlessly funny. He talks funny, and that's, like, the goal, right, is to just be able to to just to just speak comedy is, like, that's the goal. Um, and he's just always been so talented and lovely and funny and wonderful. And, I mean, we started together in Chicago and did shows in basements and stuff. Um and so he asked me to open for him. He was uh, performing at the Ace Theater in Los Angeles, which is, a, I think, a 3,000-seat theater. Um, and so it was really awesome to, be, to, to get to open for my friend, who's like just been so incredibly successful and in like doing exactly what he set out to do. It's really great to be a part of that. Um, but I was used to opening or like performing for like my audience or whatever, and I started doing these jokes about like, queerness and like gender stuff and i i was like nobody's laugh am i not funny anymore like what's that you know and and then i realized like oh they don't know i'm trans they think i'm just a cis straight white guy talking about this stuff which is like fascinating to me it's fascinating and i usually do more jokes about that i just didn't do it last night but like that i'm just like wow i spent this whole life uh very different thing and then all of a sudden i'm just like it's yeah, I'm just a cis straight white guy to people. Like that's it's like wild. It's wild. So that's why that's why I directly address it because otherwise people are confu- they don't know they don't know why I'm talking about the things I'm talking Interesting. about because I'm talking about them with this like comfort and directness of my experience but they're like but but why are you talking about it like wouldn't that? you love just to temporarily enter people's brains and be always. like what are they thinking always. right now i would always love to do that yes. and of course of course i always want to say sometimes it's that i'm not funny but <laughs> <laughs> I, I also am like i need i there there i have to have a directness to this so that we're all as best i can that we're all on the same page that like you know what i'm talking about because that's the thing is, like, I used to jokingly, you know, like, say, uh, you know, I'm gay, but it was like, that was obvious, it was obvious, because, uh, you know, it was obvious to people, mm-hmm. and so that was the joke, is that it's obvious, and I don't need to tell you, but now it's like, it's not obvious that I'm a queer person. <laughs> maybe, people. maybe this is a really dumb question, but if people said to you, I didn't know. Yes. Yes. And the, that only happens in the context of stand-up now. Because, like, my life is, it's very different. (laughs) It's very different to be a trans person, to actually be a trans person and to have 
physically transitioned, I should say, because uh, I was a trans person before. It just wasn't, I just didn't know, and I hadn't, I didn't do any physical or social transition things. Right, you know? right, right. Um, and so, like I joke about, it, it's not like I go into AutoZone and say, like, hey, I'm a trans man or whatever, or like I got my hair cut today and had a lovely conversation with these people, told them I do stand-up, and they're like talking about all these stand-ups, and, le- and then the one person was like, oh, Chappelle was just here, he's the best. And I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't. first of all, I don't want to get into it with you. Second of all, oh, you don't, you can't tell that I'm trans. Like, that's, because I, I doubt that you would bring that up, you know what I mean? Like, um, but also I don't, I don't totally know. Um, and so. Interesting. It's just, it just is a different experience, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there was a point I was coming back around to, and I forget what the, what we, why we originally were talking about. Well, that, I'll, uh, I'll throw another question. Oh, up. you, you said, do people tell you that? And like, yes. And I had somebody, two, two instances. I did a Q and A because it was at a college, and this person was like, I just didn't know you look so good, and and I had to be like, hey, I really appreciate you know that you're giving me, uh, uh that you're saying these kind things to me, but I also just want to offer that it's like. Not actually a compliment. <laughs> so, like, I know, I know that your intentions are good, and I know that your heart is in the right place. So, I never want to be like mean to anybody. You know, somebody came up to me after a show in San Francisco and was like, "Hey, I just popped into the show," and like, "Hey, I had, I had no idea." And it's like, we're all just trying to understand the world, and so I never want to be, you know, like m- mean or, or 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 punishing to somebody that says that. So, I guess I just take the opportunity to be like, that just is information for that person. You know, and like, like, because that's been my experience. Because it's like, dude, yes, I'm a trans person, and sometimes I'm like, oh, whoa, that person's trans. I, I don't, I didn't notice. But I'm not gonna go up to them and say that. You know, like I try to poke fun at the fact that, like, you know, the things work. But it's like, we, as like trans people, as a, as a, as a people, not individually, the goal is to not is not to pass as cisgender people. The goal is to be ourselves. You know, the goal is to be us and to pass as human beings. You know, like the the I, I hesitate in my own life to use the word pass um, because it has a lot of loaded meanings and it means a lot of different things to different people. We used to actually use the word stealth, which is funny that you said, uh, you know, I don't I don't have an understanding of stealth. And I almost made a joke there, but it was too early on. We didn't know each other well enough. Interesting. <laughs> wow. like, and we still use that word because like some people, huh. some, some trans people, it's required for them to survive to be stealth for people to not know that they're yeah, trans to, yeah, yeah. to work, to live, to get by in their lives. So passing and stealth very close to each other, very different things. Uh, each one sometimes is, is a requirement of safety and survival, but then it also gets into talking about privilege and like somebody, a trans person that passes in life has an easier life. Sometimes that's true. And sometimes it's not, you know? So anyway, all that is to simply say that like the goal of gender affirming care, whatever it is, is for that person to be themselves as much as they want or need to be. The goal is not to pass as something other people see, you know, as like the goal or whatever. I am uh, so relieved that you're saying these things because <laughs> I, you know, was do I do a ton of research when I do this podcast yeah. and you're like what you're saying in the last couple minutes is is basically what I was reading yeah. in the last week. Mm-hmm. So oh wow, me... you did research for a week? Well, Great more job. than that, more than that probably. Oh but... wow. Yeah, probably more than that on and off. But no, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, so great job. Man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I wasn't reading bullshit. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, and it's hard to 
that's the other thing too. It's hard to wade through stuff on the internet to get to think because there's a lot of bad information out there. Sure. There's also a lot of people sharing things that you know you get to be anonymous on there, and there's a lot of people expressing frustration and all. You know, it's like it's hard. It's hard out there. So like. That's kind of why I just want to offer that stuff, and it's you know it's hard to get it. You know maybe maybe I'm making my way towards finding, turning it into material, but it's te- it's tender, you know, and like yeah. I also don't want to speak from some place of authority, like I know more, you know, I don't, uh, but I just do know that there's like a multitude of experience, which is why, you know, trying to make it any one thing is always going to fail, you know, and so it, that's why like all this all these laws that are being passed that, that are really just to continue to oppress poor people essentially um and remove rights from everyone you know cuz like they take them away from trans kids and they take them away from trans people they're taking them away from everybody cuz we're all everybody yep. um and so i don't know it's just like I, I don't know what's best for anybody but me, and I often don't know what's best for me. So <laughs> so why you know why would I think I know what's what's the best for someone else? Yeah. You know, I, the only thing I know is to let people be themselves, and like that is the journey of life. So like, but but again, I you know I talk a lot about capitalism and in, in my jokes, and like capitalism can't live with uncertainty. It can't live. It can't live with possibility. You know, it it only lives within the boundaries of like extraction and po- and profit, and and possibility and and like uh, understanding and like experience is like nowhere within capitalism because no. you have to put a price tag on all of it. And once you put a price tag on something, it isn't worth anything anymore. You know. Yeah. So absolutely. So uh, these are things that you get to. We should mention you have a podcast. I do. Yeah, I do have a podcast the- with my friend Gabe Dunn. It's called The New Guys, and it's spelled. K N E W. Um, I came up with that fun pun. Name, fun pun. Whatever. Yeah. Fun pun. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And this is uh, stuff that you talk about on there. We do. Yeah, we get into it because what's fun is that you know on paper we look like we would be very similar, but we have very different experiences in you know like in life, but also as the trans guys that we are. Like he's um, he often is like I was a. Uh, hot girl and like all this stuff, you know, like that's that's how he talks about himself. Hmm. And like I don't, I don't really. That's not my experience. Like I, 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 I don't. There, are, it, it's hard to talk about um, often for me. But it's like I just don't ever feel like I was uh, like a girl ever. You know what I mean? Like sure. I, and and that's it, it, it. What's interesting is you get into the weeds of that, and and then you have to excavate your own like internalized misogyny and then go but this wasn't actually cuz i never was a girl so a lot of my anger and frustration was because i was trying to be something i wasn't and people were telling me i was this thing and it's like well girls can be anything and girls can do all these things i wanted to do but it's like yeah but i'm not a girl though <laughs> like like yes girls can do whatever they want you know like girls can love autozone and they can love sports and they can love hanging out with boys like that's totally true but i'm not a girl so like that's it that's that's the end of the story. You know? So along those <laughs> lines, one thing that like uh, Instagram would not allow uh-huh. is a female to uh, post a topless yeah, picture. Yeah, right. You totally have posted a po- topless picture on Instagram because I'm not a woman. Exactly. I know. How did that make you feel being able to do that? Great, but it also, but I also am like everybody should be able to do this. <laughs> I mean, it's you not my I mean? rule. 
It's like I I I was happy to do it because I was happy to be in my own self and like I don't it's interesting and again this brings it's capitalism that like that then then my trans joy has to fit within rules it has to fit within like discrimination and sexism like no absolutely not no. you know mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't get to get the joy out of my experience but I believe that everybody should be able to have the joy of that experience yeah. you know? and i don't think we need to it's 2024 like we don't need to be living in a puritanical state you know like even though we are and we always have yeah, <laughs> you know it's never. like it's it's time you know pluto's an aquarius it's time for revolution let's get rid of all <laughs> this stuff you know one other thing along those lines how about uh being complimented on facial hair i mean you oh, could uh-huh. have never imagined that in a million years right oh i imagined it all the time ah I love really. <laughs> yeah, I wanted facial hair my whole life. Oh my god, so I, I love imagined that. it. But, I but, imagined but, it my whole life. Okay, you know, I should have phrased I, I that know, differently. I know what you're saying, but I'm just trying to like have it really happen. I guess. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. Amazing. I mean, I did. There was a point that I didn't think it was possible. That's what I should have said. I, and yes. I know that's what you mean. Thank you. But I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not calling you out. Thank um, you. But no, I imagined it all the time, and like, and I say that to be like, this is it's 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 more evidence for myself. And then I share that evidence to say, like, oh, if this is something you imagine consistently, th- it might be the case for you. No. You know what I mean? It's like when people often people uh, talk to me about, you know, gender affirming care. And I was like, I got to and I had other people share their experience with me, which is what helped me um, and which is what these laws and things are, are designed to do is make each of us afraid to talk to each other. Um, <laughs> and. They shared what was going on for them, and then I realized, like, oh, I've thought about this more than three times. I probably want to do it, you know? Like, and, and maybe that's not the case for everybody else, but I just realized, like, oh, it's it's coming up for me a lot. Okay. <laughs> I, I, and, and, and then I, like, well, I can give you an anecdote, which is, uh, like, I had, uh, I've always had, I still, but I always enjoyed being friends with girls, cis girls. Um, and... But now I have this whole new experience, and I was talking to one of my friends who is a cisgender woman, and I, I was like, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me you, nev- you never think about standing up to pee? And she was like, no, I never think about it. And I'm like, I always thought about it. So like, I just didn't realize that those thoughts were like, maybe not everybody is having those thoughts, and maybe the people who are also having those thoughts are trans men. You know, like, like maybe, you know what I sure. mean? Um, and I just, cause it, it takes, you know, we're, is- we're isolated until we're not, yeah. you know? So anyway, I want but uh, before we run out of time, I yeah, want yeah. to, I think it's amazing timing that Great. I put a, go- I did a Google search and I just put trans <laughs> and then I mean, that could lead to, I mean, what, right? yeah, be careful, be careful, right? We, we all have to be very careful. Absolutely. Well, I think, I think, uh, I think I found a safe one here. Okay, great. And I even skipped down and went to a site. I'm like, this looks like an LGBT-friendly site. Okay, all right. I think it's right. called Pink News or something by name, I'm hoping. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's a good one. I'm okay. not sure. Uh, the reason I'm saying it's great time because this new this um, new data about trans people just came uh-huh. out. Did you see great. this? No, I don't know. You don't know? I oh. see a lot of data about trans people, so. See, and I know when I'm like, oh, <laughs> th- are, is your first instinct like, this is going to be completely wrong? It's no, biased, I don't know. It's, who no, knows? I, no, I don't want to do that either because okay. uh, Lee, Finky, and I were talking last night about how much we focus on these negative and real things that are happening. But I do actually, I, I agree with her that we need to be 
looking more at like joy and possibility because uh, it's really scary for like trans kids to be hearing about this stuff all the time because they don't see a future for themselves. So, well, this is positive. Okay, great. The over uh, this is the uh, the headline here. The overwhelming majority of trans people are more satisfied with their life after transition. New research has revealed. Yeah. So good, right? Yeah, yeah it's very good. Uh, it's very good, and I I like I've known this in my bones, you know. So I love that. C- yeah. The national uh, released just on Wednesday this week. The National Center for Transgender Equalities, U.S. Transgender, they compiled data. Uh, com- compiled data. Ninety-two over ninety-two thousand trans people from all uh-huh. fifty states, yeah, as well as overseas territories. Da 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 da. They asked about healthcare, gender identity, transition, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, 94% who lived at least some of the time in a different gender than the one they were assigned at birth reported they were either a lot more satisfied or a little more satisfied. Yeah. What was the percentage again? Uh, 94. 94. Yes. 94%. That's an of, A. Of 92,000 people. That's an A. Sir, that's an Yeah, a. that's a lot. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny, like, they, they, you know, the New York Times continues to post these opinions and, and finding... You know, there are people who have detransitioned and there are people who have changed their mind. And like, you know, who supports those people more than anybody else? Trans people, because we know what it's like. Of course. To change, you know, but they keep cherry picking and finding five people here, five people there. It's like this is a big ass country, dude. (laughs) If you can find anybody to support your opinion. But then you look at those numbers and you talk to 92,000 people. And 95% of those 92,000 people are either a lot happier or a little happier. That's amazing. And like both, I'll even a little happier, is is pretty incredible, is a mir- miracle in times like these. Yes. And it's just like, it. you can't argue with that. You know what I mean? Like, And it's just, it's just a simple, simple, simple thing of going, oh, what someone else's happiness can only have positive effects on me, even if I never meet them. You know, like even if I never meet those people my entire life. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, <laughs> crabby people suck. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I we, I have to bring up baseball before we're done because oh, when you mentioned baseball that. on stage last night, that you what did you say? I uh, you love baseball. You've, it's made you cry. Oh yes, regularly. Like, oh, yeah. This is my guy. <laughs> That's right. right. Big Twins fan, huh? Huge Twins fan. Yeah. Huge baseball Lifetime fan. Lifetime Twins fan. Oh, oh God, yes. Okay, yeah, of yes, course. Yes, for, I gotta forever. say, I gotta tell you. As a lifetime Twins fan, uh, and being here in Minneapolis, the Twins and Target Field is what got me back in. So I I, I will always have like a a little you know place in my heart for my return, my my full force return to loving baseball uh, was probably when I was here. Um, I, yeah, I think it was that I had it. Usually, it's hard for me to people are always like, oh, you you must like go see a bunch of games when you're on the road. I'm like, no, we work the same hours. <laughs> you yeah, know? mostly. So yeah. I can uh, rarely, unless I stay somebody for a, somewhere for a Sunday game, um, but I, I rarely get to experience baseball while I'm on the road. Although I will go to the stadium and check it out and all that stuff. Um, but I happened to be here and I was like, oh, I could, we could go to this Twins game and went and I, I remember being at Target Field and being like, I forgot how much I love this. Because I, I will tell you, LeBron James and all the like, all the times we lost w- in Cleveland when he was there early on, and then he left, and it was heartbreaking. And I was like, I'm just done with professional sports. Like I was just done. Heartbroken. I, 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 yeah, I could. I just. I look. I watched Cleveland baseball lo- lose the World Series twice in my lifetime. Oh, yeah. I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it anymore. And then all the Cavs losses to the Bulls. I was just like, I, I can't. 
I can't ride this train anymore. Like I have to get off, yeah. you know, and uh, like focus on other things. Um, and so then I think that was 2014 or 2015 that I was like, oh, I, I forgot. And my, my grandmother had died and we, baseball was a thing that we shared together. Mm -hmm. And so it felt like, you know, being with her again, you know, but I, I sat in the big, that big, uh, glove that you guys have that like giant (laughs) thing. Like I was like, it was so much fun. And I was like, man, I forgot how much I just love how it sounds, how it smells, what it looks like, you know, like what the people are like, the food, like everything. I just love everything about it. And you still play? Oh yeah, I've been on. I, I, I've been in a baseball league for ten years now. Awesome. I've, yeah, I've played. Uh, in we, we we've been in. We've had two different iterations of the league. We all met in this one independent league, and then a bunch of us split off and created this new league that started off with four teams, and now it's eight or nine. Like it's it's gotten very big. Um, but our my team just celebrated our second World Series together. Congrats! In, I saw some in pictures. Three of it. years. Yeah, we won the and then so me and my two managers, Colin and Mike, uh, we've played together for quite some time now, and it's the third time we've won the World Series together. Two, two we've managed. One we were just playing together. It looks pretty sophisticated. You guys got kick-ass uniforms yeah. and yeah, it's a whole thing. It's it's honestly like uh, one of my most cherished. I mean, I, I I love everything in my life, you know, but like. Um, it, it has really changed me as a person. It's really given me so many opportunities to like grow and learn how to be a good friend, you know, how to be a good teammate, how to be a good manager. Um, and like, I just, it's given me opportunities to like, you know, m- make this mistake here. And then, and then it comes up and I get to be on a different side of it and then do it differently. I don't know. I just, and that's what I love about baseball is that like it, it is a sport that demands failure. Mm. If you can't, if you cannot handle failure, like you can't, you can't be in baseball. You just can't, you know. And that's like it's a struggle yeah, to you're fail right. as much. I mean, you know, it's like a joke that you can fail seven times out of ten at your job and be one of be in an the all-star. Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but like that, it's it demands failure. And once you accept, like, oh, this sport demands that I fail. When you succeed, it's so much better. It's so much better because you go like, holy shit, I can't believe I made it. Yeah. So how's your glove? Are you good? Are you good in the field? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of, I think I've had a lot of evolution, you know, uh, uh, uh <laughs> I did a podcast where I was like, I'm hitting the ball a lot farther. And this guy was like, why do you think? And I was like, well, I'm juicing, <laughs> but, but I'm not, I'm not better at baseball because, because of testosterone, I have a different body and I'm able to use it differently. I can say that. Okay. I, 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 me, and this is not a universal experience, I wasn't able to use my body the way I wanted to before. And now it's closer to the way I want to use it. Okay. Um, but I personally, I love playing third base because oh. I, any amount of thinking is dangerous territory for me. <laughs> and so third base, you can't React. think. You have to just catch the ball. Yep. Um, but I've been playing a lot of first base uh, just because of age, you know, and like all kinds of things. But first base is very hard. Uh, I can kind of play mm-hmm. just I can play any position. Um, I can even catch and I've done a lot of rehabbing on my own knees. I think I could actually do it this year, but I'm not I, I wouldn't say that I'm good at it and I wouldn't trust myself in a game necessarily to like call a game and be able to there, it requires a lot more work and I just don't think I can do that. But I, I really I, I feel like catching fielding is my number one. Like I would say catching, hitting, throwing is like my order. Love it. Yeah. So you could play, I mean, there, uh, this is a league you could play until you're, who knows, just yeah, as I, long I as you want? Yeah, I basically get to decide when I retire, you know. 
Nice. Yeah. But it's it's wild how I mean I've I've been in this league for ten years and that's thirty to forty, which is like such an incredible time to be around people and like my my friends have gotten married, had children, people have gotten divorced, like remade like there's just so much so much life has happened in A ton. It, and there's like so many children around now. And so, like, I don't know how much longer I'll actually be able to do it, but the fact that I've been able to do it this long has been such a gift, you know. Yeah. And like every, I, I love all the people in that league. The whole league is like is 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 pretty incredible. I've met a lot of really incredible friends through that league. But I also there's there is something about being on a team with other people. Absolutely. Um, and being a part of that team, like it's it's really it's really special. And like the way, the way that we won this world series like the way that we were able to win it was like it just felt so incredible to me because we like lost a lot oh okay and i actually think that was our to me it was our our what what helped us win like i actually think losing is the best way to learn how to succeed oh yeah like if you always win like you don't know how to come back you don't know how to or you don't know how to navigate those things and it I throws you off in a way that one of my daughters was on a volleyball team a couple of years ago. Her first Love time volleyball. she ever was on a team. Mm -hmm. uh, so she wasn't that good, and she was, you know, put on a team with her level of sure. And uh, they never won. Not uh -huh. just won a game. They never won like a set, like yeah, n yeah. nothing. Yeah, brutal. And trying to tell a person like you need to, you'll learn from this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never win yeah, no. the whole season. Yeah, it's you know, very when, difficult. When she's like thirty, she'll look back <laughs> and be like, "Wow, that was a learning experience," but like not right now. Yeah. And also just to say like. Putting people on teams based on ability is what I believe all sports should be, you know, because like I think gender segregation in sports is like actually kept us back as humans. Okay. And social advancement, and I think that trans people, specifically trans women, because nobody seems to really care about trans men in sports, and I wonder why. Um, and I know we got to wrap it up. <laughs> I could tell. I could tell you why, but like, uh, it's because they don't. They think we're women, and like we're not. And it's just it's all misogyny yep. in a different thing. And yep. like they think we're not capable, and we absolutely are. Um, but we are men, and so it's like both and. Where like I want to play with men, but I also love co-ed sports. So, uh, but I I actually think gender segregation. And I've talked about this at length on my baseball podcast, is what has kept and and the reason why women were kept out of men's sports is because women were beginning to succeed and be as good and better than men in sports. And so the best way to keep that from happening is to keep them keep out. Separate. Because <laughs> there are sports where even today that can happen, you know. So uh I think that that the 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 conversation and experience of trans people in sports is actually beginning to break that down. Oh, that's, that's good. Like we could actually, especially for kids, I'm like, what what are we doing here? Like, what is sports? Uh, you think every child should be a professional athlete, and if they're not going to be, then they shouldn't get to play sports. Like yeah. that's not what sports are for for children. It's team. It's all the things I just said about my adult baseball. League. Exactly. Like learning how to be a person with other people. Like if you are good and better than other people, learning how to have humility around that yes. you know and being a kind teammate and being like i don't have to do everything mm -hmm. you know this isn't this isn't actually all about winning yeah. you know like th those are the important things that sports teaches everybody even if somebody doesn't like sports and doesn't want to do it it's a reason why a lot of times uh, you know the uh, people will talk about you know their teammates and refer to them as family right right yes yeah, yeah. Could get a real bonding thing with that. Yeah, Absolutely. and like every like that's the thing about team sports is that every single person plays a role. You know, every single person has value on that team. Yeah. 
not just you know like the superstar that's the the one who's the best player on the team it it is important for everybody to learn how to play together you know what your next fun. you know what your next step is after that when you're <laughs> done playing baseball is beer league softball <laughs> sure yeah that's yeah we'll see i mean i tried to play some softball because my friend invited me he was like you know come out, and i was like well it's just more reps and then i realized like it was it because it was slow pitch and it was like ruining my swing you know sure it's like, different you're you're lo- the ball's coming in here instead of here yeah yeah so i don't know yeah, we'll no. see you can't mix them don't, don't, don't mix <laughs> yeah don't mix don't mix um is there anything else we should be mentioning? And I say that I know we didn't mention that you have a, a special out on YouTube I do, yeah, yeah. that people could watch. It's called Someone's Boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can just Google my name and that. Okay, yeah, Google River Butcher, yep. and you'll find that on YouTube. Um, but is, yeah, is there anything else you, that we should be mentioning? And I say this, I kind of stopped asking that question, but I'm going to do it now only mm-hmm. because Matthew Matthew Broussard was here last week. Yeah, and I found out since then that uh, he never mentioned this. He's he just did some uh, virtual comedy. On uh, Fortnite, on an <laughs> island on Fortnite, wow. uh, with this thing produced by uh, Trevor Noah, like wow. just happening like this week. This ha- okay. this is happening, and I was like, well, that's really odd that? and interesting. You should have mentioned that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not doing any comedy on islands in Fortnite okay. by Trevor Noah or anything like that. Um, <laughs> no, I just am doing more stand up dates, you know. So check those out if you're not, you know, in Minneapolis this weekend. Uh, I'm going to be in Kentucky and Chicago, and then Buffalo and. Philly and New Jersey later. So yeah, check those dates out on my website. Um, and then, you know, follow me on Instagram at Riv Butcher because River Butcher was already taken. Um, and, you know, support the trans people in your life. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It's been great to meet you. This I'm I this is one of those instances where I wish we could go a lot longer. Of course, yeah. And I could. I could million, go a I, lot longer. I'm sure, and I got a million more things to bring up too, but <laughs> This just means you have to come back. I know. I have to come back and do the podcast again. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Justin. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to No Laugh Track Podcast, the show with a new comedian headliner every single week with me, the host, Justin Severson. The show is produced in the heart of Minneapolis' North Loop neighborhood at the legendary Acme Comedy Club. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and watch the video version on our official No Laugh Track YouTube channel. Wherever you are enjoying the pod, remember, drop a like, leave a review, and please tell your friends about the show. And most importantly, come to Acme and see my show in person.